Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send them hot, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. And I'm going to let the guys know right now. I'm going to let Shep know. If Pierno's still there, he needs to know. Hickey needs to know as well. It's like we got the band back together with Hickey. It's going to be a long open. I don't need to hear any BS from anybody because I got a lot of stuff I got to get out because it all needs to be said in order of deserving because the 2019 Toronto Raptors are the world champions and there's no asterisk needed because all these last 48 hours and it's if you can hear us in Canada right now, if you are a Raptors fan, it's already I guarantee it. It's been less than 48 hours. It's already starting to boil the blood a little bit. At least it's coming to a simmer. Well, you know, if they would have had KD. You know, if Golden State would have had KD, KD was out. Did you guys know KD was out? Did you guys know Kevin Durant ruptured his Achilles? How could you call yourselves champions when Kevin Durant is knocking at death's door? How dare you celebrate a championship? How dare you? Clay Thompson got hurt late in the third quarter. He tore his ACL. How dare you people? Saying that the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions when there should uh, we should do two asterisks, not just one, but two. No, the Raptors are NBA champions. No asterisk needed. I think we can all understand that, yeah, the series would have been a lot different had Kevin Durant played. I can guarantee you that. That's not breaking any news. But you're going to miss me with that garbage when you blew out Houston to finish off the series, when you blew out, blew the doors off Portland to finish off that series, or you swept that series, and you were still minus 320 as a favorite for the series without Kevin Durant. I get you might be a little bit hurt because there's no Kevin Durant, and I know that a lot of people say, well, it would have changed. It absolutely would have changed. But you ain't going to get that credit when you were still favored. And two weeks ago, the Splash Brothers are back. Everything's wonderful again. Everybody's having a good time again. It's going to be great. This is the this is the coronation of the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. Still a dynasty, by the way. But the coronation of the dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. It started with these guys, and it will continue into the future with these guys as Kevin Durant goes God knows where and puts a bunch of pressure on himself in New York or Brooklyn or Washington or wherever. It was supposed to be that way, and it wasn't. And for Raptors fans, get ready for it because you're probably going to have to fight it the rest of your lives, and that's okay because you're the champions, and there's no asterisk needed. And to let you know about this, I, I went through this. The, the best way I can give you an example, and people get upset because they say it's homerism, I, I'll just tell you the flat-out truth. Our best examples are always from personal experience. I'll tell you personal experience. I was doing shows in 2015 right after the Cavaliers lost the NBA championship in downtown Cleveland. 
I was on air the morning, or I should say the day, when Draymond Green was in the post-parade celebration. He had obviously had had one too many. Eh, probably one more than was okay, but I don't know if it was too many. But he was there at the uh, at the final part of the parade where they were getting off the floats and they were getting ready to, I think, either go up to the stage or or they were getting off the stage. Either way, it was a it was like a post interview type of session after they got off the parade route. And Draymond Green stood there, and what what a lot of people wanted to say was make a drunk ass of himself. Well, let, let's listen to Draymond Green. Clay Thompson, yup. Splash Brothers, yup. Cavaliers, nope. We won, yup. They suck, yup. We here, yup. They not, nope. Call started in right after that. Once, Once that video came out and there were some people, they were fit to be tied. Well, Kyrie wasn't hurt. If Kevin Love wasn't hurt, yeah, I know. I got it. How dare Draymond Green make such a drunken ass out of himself? The thing about a championship is he's allowed to be a drunken ass. That's what winning a championship does. Draymond Green, through all the through all the trials and tribulations and times where we hate Draymond Green and hate Draymond Green even more and, and kind of like Draymond Green, and then we kind of say that, well, he had a kid, so everything's great. And then we hate Draymond Green again. Through all the trials and tribulations, Draymond Green was well within his right to do all that stuff. Because he was the champion. And I had to say that back in 2015 to people who were irate because Draymond Green said that. The only thing I can do when I don't have the hardware is to bitch and moan like a jerk. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel any better. And it didn't make me feel any better. So I thought, why should I sit here and bitch and moan about Draymond Green winning a world's championship, standing there on stage at the mountaintop of what professional sports are in his livelihood and be upset about what he said. I wasn't going to do it. And there were so many who watched this latest series, they thought, man, if, if, if I go back to 2015, no Kevin Durant, and again, this is from personal experience, no Kevin Durant, and if Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Love wouldn't have been hurt, They'd have been champions, and then there'd be two in a row for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, really? Because we didn't find out that Kyrie Irving already didn't like LeBron James during the 2016 run, but they were putting aside because they were going for a championship. We didn't already know that. Like like a championship, which was won in 2016 and definitely had an impact on what they did in 2017 and obviously in 2018 when Kyrie Irving left. You can't make those guarantees. And I was more than willing to say all week this week in Cleveland, if you win 2015, I don't think you win 2016. You got on 3-1 in 2016, I don't think you win that championship. The way that a lot of guys on the Cleveland Cavaliers acted in 2017 and 2018, one, you were playing for LeBron, and that got exhausting. Two, the guys who had won a championship, the confetti's out of the cannon. That's what made Golden State so impressive. Because it's hard enough to win one championship, to win two in a row, to win multiple. That's almost impossible. That's why they're dynasties. That's why dynasties are so impressive. And that's what makes it so impressive when a team like Toronto knocks off a team like Golden State. And that's what's going to make it even more sad when people do, and they inevitably will, no matter what I say, call up and complain and say that Kevin Durant was hurt and Kevon Looney wasn't feeling well and, and and DeMarcus Cousins shouldn't even have been out there. Well, okay, you want to do that? Fine. Let's listen to Steph Curry after the 2015 championship. Go. 
I don't want to just say I apologize for us being healthy. I apologize for us playing who was in front of us. Um, apologize for all the accolades we received as a team and individually. Um, I'm very truly sorry, and you know we'll rectify that situation this year. I mean, I don't want to try to have fun with it. Oh, there's Steph Curry in his own words. So should Kawhi apologize for, for the Toronto Raptors being healthy? Should, the, should he apologize for them playing as a team? Should he apologize for the NBA catching up, or at least Toronto, catching up with the way that, that Golden State played in 2015 and starting to be that type of NBA basketball that we're seeing across the league? Because before, in 2015, it was completely different than what we had ever seen in the league. Now it's completely different. Now... A lot of teams have, start, have caught up. The difference has been is that Golden State has been that impressive. So let's give credit where it's due because that's the beauty of actually having a championship, a Larry O'Brien trophy. This isn't subjective. This isn't Jay-Z, the White Album. This isn't any sort of music. This isn't any art. This isn't any movie. This isn't any form of entertainment other than professional sport to it. And while we will have the arguments on sports talk radio and at work and in the barbershops and God knows where across the country, the fact of the matter is, is that the Toronto Raptors of 2019 won the world's championship and there's absolutely positively no asterisk needed for it. Kawhi Leonard was the best I've seen in quite some time. And the story behind Kawhi Leonard, because for last year, the, the, the anger, the vitriol that happened when, when he was in San Antonio and wanting out, and they figured, well, we'll, we'll get rid of you. You want out? Fine. We'll send you up to Canada. You can deal in Canada, and you can go have fun in Canada, and then that's the way you can do it. Okay, fine. He will have fun in Canada. And people were upset with Kawhi. And it's almost as if they forgot about Kawhi because, hey, we don't talk a whole lot of Toronto Raptors basketball during the regular season, now do we? So people kind of forgot about Kawhi. And then we're given this, this stern, sobering reminder during these NBA Finals that, He's not just good. He's one of the best players in the league, arguably the best player in the league right now, physically at 27, going on 28 years old, and could be the very next big thing. He's not LeBron. He doesn't have that type of personality. He won't be that type of global icon. He's quiet. He's humble. And honestly, that's what the rest of the the NBA world likes about him. Because there are plenty of fans who still like good, crisp, nice bounce passes, the fundamentals. They, they like that stuff. They like a guy who's quiet. They like a guy like Kawhi Leonard who threw a team on his back, had help, got guys like Serge Ibaka in the, in the second half and it, on the road in Golden State to score 20 points on 9 of 12 shooting, had a guy like Kyle Lowry show up in the first half when they needed him to so bad in game six. Finally, Kyle Lowry shows up on the offensive end, not just facilitating as a point guard. The play of Pascal Siakam, the play of Fred Van Vliet, nice pieces that are led by Kawhi Leonard. I I wish I could fight it any other way, and I'm fighting the good fight right now. I understand that this will go in a different direction, and while I can't stand it, and I know that people up in Canada can't either, that this will go and it's what Golden State's missing instead of what Toronto had. But when I just break it down in its most simplistic terms... It's not just wrong, it's completely asinine to put an asterisk next to an NBA championship. When you slay the dragon, no matter how wounded the dragon is slayed, you have still slayed that dragon. And Kawhi Leonard might have done so, and he might have done so in big form. 
Because I doubled down on what I said last week about Steph Curry. Well, can he did 36 and 6. I don't care. But he have 21 the other day? And what are you giving me now with this bunk? I'm, I'm hearing about, well, if Clay Thompson wouldn't have torn his ACL. I, I, I understand that. But this is why I can't put him up there with the all-time greats. And it's not fair. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm telling you it's the truth. Kawhi Leonard is physically capable of putting a team on his back and taking them to another level and bringing other people and bringing them with him. Steph Curry is a good leader. Steph Curry is a good person. Steph Curry is a great representative for the NBA. Steph Curry has changed the way a lot of children around the country have looked at the NBA. It has infused a freshness in the league that it is desperately needed. Steph Curry has done those things. He has changed the way he has played, has changed the rules in AAU basketball, high school basketball, and obviously college basketball. He has had a tremendous impact. He is by far a Hall of Famer without a doubt a thousand times over. He's a two-time MVP. We've heard it all. And I've just said it all. I don't take those things away. But again, when I look at the Pantheon or when you think, when you close your eyes and you think about the all-time greats, right off the top of your head, you think about them who had the greatest impact on the floor to take a team to lead the moment. Because when we think of history, we think of moments. I may be thinking about Kawhi when this is all done. I think of moments. You think of Michael, you think of LeBron, you think of Kobe. Guys who would take a team, throw him on his back, and, and lead it to a different direction. Larry Bird in 86, Magic Johnson playing center. I don't make excuses for those guys. They don't need them. And if they do, if we do make excuses for them, we sound ridiculous when we do that. When it boils down to Steph Curry... When it comes to this list of players that I just mentioned, and you can do it off the top of your head, why do I need to make excuses? The all-time greats are there to be all-time greats, not all-time great excuses. It's the NBA Finals. It's not the Excuse World Championship. Last week, I had the fanboys get in. Well, Ken, so-and-so's hurt. I got it. Mm -hmm. But you just heard Steph Curry back from 2015. He he wasn't going to apologize for anything. He didn't need to apologize for anything. Just like Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors don't need to apologize for anything. It leads you to questions of the future of the Warriors. And this will be one of the building blocks for Kawhi Leonard for his future and how he's remembered long after his playing days. Part of the San Antonio team that ended the run with LeBron James and and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh with the Miami Heat. Part of the... Toronto team, the leader of the Toronto team that could possibly put a big dent. We can't say never's never because this could end up being a good thing overall for for Golden State, and I'll get to this here in a second, but could be the guy who, who ends it all together for the Golden State Warriors if Kevin Durant decides to go about his own way once he's healthy, if Clay Thompson decides to go about his own way once he's healthy. To be the type of guy to, to end two dynasties, Ten two huge runs. Both before he's what, 28 years old? My God, that's impressive. Now we're listening to stories, we're reading stories about Kawhi Leonard out to dinner with, with Greg Popovich, and he brought a satchel of a dozen apples at a fancy steakhouse, and he sat there with a knife and ate apples while everybody else ate steak. We are talking about Kawhi Leonard in the same tone that we talked about Bo Jackson back in the 80s. He's becoming the Bill Brasky of the NBA. I saw Kawhi Leonard eat a Bible while water skiing. People will believe it anymore. 
And then what do I say about the Warriors? Because for their future, it could end up being a big issue. But it could end up being a savior. Because last week, and and I did mention this, if you are Joe Lacob, it's a 3-1 series. If you're Joe Lacob, you got to beg Kevin Durant to come back. And I thought I would even put it on the table about Bob Myers, as, as and this would be as crazy it is, as it is and absolutely desperate, underline the word, as desperate as it could be, to fire Bob Myers over even what he said in the parade trying to embarrass or interpreted as he was trying to embarrass Kevin Durant. Hit it. I heard you tell Kevin Durant he can have whatever contract he wants next year. Yeah, that was just for the media. He can't have anything <laughs> like that at all. Mid-level. Yeah, <laughs> mid-level, behind closed doors. It's because I think story. last year he told Steph he could have any contract he wants, too. Yeah. So, Well, yeah, that was different. He, well, he's, he's been here from the run, you know, the way before days. He's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there ended the Warriors' cohesion right there. To what happened earlier this week when Bob Myers was blubbering in the postgame when Kevin Durant went down, hit it. I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I, ru- I run our basketball der- operations department. And... The, um, Let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball, and the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. And I'm not here to... He's one of the... He's one of the most misunderstood people. He's a good teammate. He's a good person. It's not fair. Kevin Durant went down, he might have found the love that he was looking for. He was a scapegoat all year long for Golden State. Getting into it with the media, getting into it with the fans, getting into it with 15-year-olds on the internet. We always went back to that parade with Bob Myers and his comment and his joke. Maybe he felt he was comfortable enough to make that joke and that Kevin would take it as a joke. That's absolutely possible. We don't know these things. The only thing we can do is speculate, and that's what the NBA does. But for Golden State, maybe it's the best thing possible. Kevin Durant was definitely leaving. It may definitely very well still be leaving. But you have a guy whose team has rallied around him and loved him now since he's been hurt. And love might be the thing he's looking for. Only thing I can do there is speculate. And I'll leave that there because I want to give Toronto their credit. Because what Toronto's done are great things for average NBA fans. They have depth. They played well with it. The ball movement was there. They tried during the regular season. People argue about Kawhi. I understand. But they tried during the regular season. Nick Nurse working over because he was a first-year coach with the Toronto Raptors. He had to make those things work. He had to make guys believe in him so many times over where they didn't believe because of what happened in the postseason. The last one might be a little bit flimsy, obviously, but maybe we can care about the regular season again. Toronto did all those things. So as we sit here today, and while I know that the arguments will continue and people up in Toronto or any Raptors fans out there will be frustrated, Kawhi fans will be frustrated by it, know this. It's a championship. There is no asterisk next to a trophy. It sits on your shelf for eternity. It will never change. That's the beauty of professional sports. No matter what, no matter what the argument, no matter what the controversy, 
It is yours in perpetuity. You are the champion. No asterisk needed. 855-212-4CBS. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right. Did Toronto restore your faith in the NBA? Because there was a lot of people, I don't care about the NBA anymore. Toronto Toronto doesn't stand a chance. Milwaukee doesn't stand a chance. People thought that Golden State versus Houston was the real NBA Finals. Does it change the way you think now? Did a little bit of parody add into what you were thinking about now? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Sam Amico, AmicoHoops.net. He'll join us at 1140 a.m. Eastern. Odin Polonies. I love it. I absolutely love it, Hickey. 12.40 p.m. Eastern, former NBA player, current Fox Sports NBA analyst. He'll join us also. we got five burning questions at 12.20 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a hell of a time. Let me get to Daryl in Anchorage, Alaska. Daryl, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Daryl. Daryl. All right, we're off to a great start with the phones. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'm running out of time before I want to take any of the other ones. I'm pointing out that Toronto, great team, no asterisk needed. And if you're going to say what you're going to say about Steph Curry, understand that you're making an excuse for what you want to claim is an all-time great. We're not in the excuse-making business. We're in the greatness business. That's what we do when we, when we are the guardians of history in the NBA. If you're a gatekeeper, you're supposed to be about protecting greatness, not about making excuses for people. And I understand that Kevin Durant was hurt. The whole world understands that Kevin Durant was hurt. We got it. Steph Curry didn't apologize for it in 2015. Neither should he. And certainly Kawhi Leonard shouldn't be apologizing for it in 2019. Raptors are champs. Had guys who went with them. Kawhi did a fantastic job. I think it's changed the way some people looked at the NBA. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, the Warriors... Could very well be the last dynasty. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. One hour from now, Sam Amico joins us. Amico Hoops. I wonder whether or not Golden State could be the last dynasty. That coming up in moments. 855-2124-CBS. Did Toronto change the way that you think about the NBA now? Did it restore your faith in the NBA? Because anytime we do talk about NBA, predominantly sports talk is a lot of NFL a little bit of NBA, other things. Usually during this time, we find things and we blow it out of proportion, like the Raptor fan reaction that happened the other night, which I will get to coming up at about, oh, 11.20 a.m. Eastern. The women's soccer team, which people are already worked into a shoot about because I'm going to say later on that they should get paid more than the men, more than the men, and people are using it as an economics lesson, which it isn't, which we will get to. Usually we do that. In the NBA, when we start talking about NBA, why are you talking about the uh, Golden State's going to win? I don't care. Yeah, LeBron, great, whatever. It does become a little bit, we are getting into the fancy time where you, you want to talk about a little bit of free agency. You see where Kawhi is going to go. I can't help it. You see where a couple of other guys are going to go. Yeah, that's fine. LeBron always makes it a big issue with his pending free agency almost every other year. There's possibilities with that. Yes. Because the regular season, yeah. Not a lot to get to. All-star break, not a lot to get to. Some of, some of the trade stuff's there, but other than that, meh. And I wonder now with Toronto and what Toronto's done, whether or not it's changed the way that people make, just at least as of right now, in the everglow of a championship, whether or not it changes the way that people think about the NBA or whether or not it can help them change the way they've thought about the NBA, if it's interesting again to you. 
with Kawhi Leonard. 855-2124-CBS. Also at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to Geico. You go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Let me get the Matthew in Detroit. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I have. I only watched the um, finals this year. And my my thing is, like, you know, it did remind me of what makes the NBA great. Because here you see this this other, you know, this generational player raise up. You know, he has kind of a couple sidekicks who are all stars, but it was it was everything that was awesome about the eighties. But then the thing I don't like about the NBA is okay, well next year Toronto, he's not gonna be there and he can move on. It kinda I don't know if it's I I'm not I am not saying it's unfair because these are agreed upon contracts. So this would be like, oh it's so unfair. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's it's kind of um I guess part of it that annoys me about the NBA also makes it great is there the diva aspect of it because that's why we watch that's why it's like Kardashians of sport but I don't at the same time we watch that and we all kind of like it but it's it's also annoying how um, how they get so offended so easy and all these things so I don't know if that makes any I, sense oh I, I think it do, it does it does thank because you. there's so many yeah, Matthew thank you very much for the call it does because I I don't want to give away what I can sell I wanted to do that at 11 a.m. Eastern. Because I wanted to give the first hour, like, listen, let's let's respect the Raptors. Let's respect what they did against one of the all-time great dynasties of the NBA, against a team that changed the way we play professional basketball. And honestly, with Steph Curry, and I always give him this credit, the way that people play basketball throughout the country, and maybe even throughout the world. Yeah, I wanted to do that. But immediately, Matthew hits on the point that I think a lot of people who might be detractors from it, or or might be skeptical, might think about it. I don't know if it's a problem, but maybe even the fun thing about it, there's a thousand different answers to it. Because immediately you think, well, yeah, Kawhi could leave. And then what are they going to do? It's basically a comet across the sky. Then there's a mercenary type of feeling to it. If Kawhi goes to L.A. and he plays for the Clippers, then he's going to have a fresh set of, 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 of expectations on him with the Clippers. you got Steve Ballmer, who seems to be a fun owner, but someone who's certainly going to put a lot of pressure on him. The Houston Rockets, they're holding their feet to the fire because Toronto was able to win and not Golden State. So if they lost to Golden State, it was like there's a couple of different thoughts, and they're thinking about breaking that team up. So there's so many different thoughts about the player leaving where now I look back at Golden State and this is the perfect way to get into it. I wonder if Golden State's the final dynasty in the NBA. The way the player movement is now, and I think the same way maybe with New England because I don't know if there's ever going to be a franchise quarterback to take less in the future like Tom Brady. I I don't know. There's restructuring and then there's what Tom Brady does. I I don't know if there's ever going to be a guy like that. I don't think there will be. Players are so much more questionable of what the front office is. I think the lack of trust has become so huge. We have what we call the player empowerment era, which we're getting into right now. We've already seen it in the NBA with LeBron and what he did in 2010. Obviously, Kevin Durant, maybe what Kawhi Leonard is about to do. Kawhi Leonard forcing himself out of San Antonio in his way. And we might be seeing that in the NFL. We're starting to see that in Major League Baseball. Things change over time. And so when I see what the what the Golden State Warriors have done, hey, I, I got to give them credit. I got to give Toronto credit, and I continue to. And I'm not going to hear any asterisk talk, and I have to continuously put that out there. I give Toronto their credit for what they've done and that there's no asterisk needed. They're a great champion because they've beat a dynasty. And no matter how we write that story, and I think people will, and to my chagrin, they'll write that story and say, what, what Golden State lost instead of what Toronto won? 
because of the injuries. But if I look back on Golden State, what's made Golden State such an incredible conversation piece is that they very well could be the last one. They drafted the original three. None of those guys were number one overall. Steph Curry was a pretty high pick. Klay Thompson was a mess his rookie season. Was dramatically improved. Draymond Green had to play in the position. Was a second-round pick. A Michigan State guy. Obviously, other than Magic, you can't think of a lot of Michigan State guys who are really that incredible NBA players. So Draymond starts out as a role player, quote-unquote a tweener, a guy who's inside out, but a guy who you really don't know what he's going to do because he wants to shoot, but at the same time he's a little bit too big, but he's a little bit undersized to play right underneath in the post. So you, we have this generation of tweeners, and then Steph Curry changes that conversation with the way that he plays and with the way that he shoots and obviously the way that he sees the floor. With Clay Thompson and the very little dribbling, even though he did a great job back in Game 6, I'll give him credit before the injury, with very little dribbling, the catch and shoot, the way to fill it up, Vinny Johnson style with the microwave. There's there's so much to get into with Golden State, and you realize these guys are drafted. People hate Golden State, and they call them a super team, and they are when Kevin Durant joins them. These are drafted guys the way it's supposed to be. And now I look at the NBA, and the first call out of the box, Michael in Detroit, yeah, I watched the finals. I really enjoyed the finals, but it lingers a little bit. And when I think about if Kevin Durant was healthy, say Kevin Durant was healthy after this finals and he was going to go somewhere else, and Kyrie Irving, according to a couple of reports out there, was crestfallen that Kevin Durant got hurt because he was getting ready to play with Kevin Durant. How long do they stay together? These guys and what they do anymore, it seems to be quicker than it ever has been. And this turns into a generational argument real quick. I'll stop you right there. I'm not trying to turn boomers uh, against millennials or anything like that. But these guys are always kind of looking forward to the next big challenge. Whether they think that they're number ones or not, they want to be the guy. They want to be the number one guy. And they kind of want to see what it's like in different cities and play for different uniforms and play for different organizations. Like, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got together, how long are they going to play together? Three years? Maybe shorter contracts, empowerment, keeping a team's, keeping an organization's feet to the fire, making them do your bidding if you're going to be their number one guy. Didn't work out in Boston. Doesn't mean it can't work out somewhere else. Or if Kyrie is the the high number two with a Kevin Durant. If, again, if Kevin Durant were healthy going into this year. Where do they get together? Where do they play? New York looks like an option, looked like an option. The Nets look like an option. There were plenty of options there. Kyrie going back to L.A. if he wants to go back and play with LeBron. How much is really going to be tolerated for a long period of time? How long is that going to, how long is that going to last? LeBron's going on 35 years old. Is there a passing of the torch? And if they end up dominating, how long do they dominate? How long does Kevin Durant dominate with Team X before he gets bold? How long... If Clay Thompson were to go and become a number one, how long does does that team compete if that team really does sincerely compete? Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers again. How long or how much does that team compete for? And what Golden State has done over this time, where you have a passing of the torch within the general manager team presidentship with what they've done for their arena, with their privately with, with, with the privately funded, it is at the turning point of the NBA. So while I rip Golden State to shreds, or at least the thought of the excuses for Golden State. I can't rip Golden State. They're, they're an incredible organization. But while I rip the thought of excuses for Golden State to shreds, I, I got to give them credit because 
I don't know when's the next time we're going to see a dynasty. Five straight finals, correct? Three out of five championships. Absolute obliterating domination of the Western Conference for the most part. A record for regular season wins. Multiple MVPs. Multiple finals MVPs. You have right now four guys. Possibly five with... Let me ask Hickey. Hickey, real quick. Is Clay Thompson a Hall of Famer to you, or am I overthinking it? Shep, is, is Clay Thompson a Hall of Famer? 100%. Okay. Is uh, is is Andre Iguodala a Hall of Famer? No. That's the tricky one. He He's will, not he, to he you? Will be. He will be. I think he will be. He will I, think, I think they tend to open up that door and let him in. So you could have five Hall of Famers out of that group. And Andre Iguodala, remember, who took less to stay in Oakland instead of going up to Sacramento and cashing in. Sean Livingston, who who elongated his career, not a Hall of Famer, great role player, who elongated his career by staying there. Guys who who could have got paid more, going elsewhere, filling out roles, staying with that team. I don't know if we're going to see that again. If LeBron was supposed to be the blueprint for player empowerment, if he's the if he's the blueprint for teams, those teams aren't going to stay along stay around very long. For the greatness of one player, for the overall thought of one player, glorification of one or two guys, I don't think those teams stay along very long or stay stay together very long. Overall in history, what Miami accomplished was great for four years. Dynasty, two in a row, four straight finals, we can make an argument. Golden State, three out of five, five straight NBA finals trips. That's pretty dynastic. Argument for the best team ever. And I don't know if if we ever see something like that ever again. Ken, let me ask you a question. What? Steph is considered to be among the greatest teammates to ever play the game. Do you see something similar with Giannis? Because I think Milwaukee, like you said, could be that potential team that does that. As a as a as a dynasty? Yes, as a collective group where all of them stay together because of how great of a teammate Giannis is. My fear, and I I, I don't want to admit this, but I do. My fear is that they had the article written before he even left the court in the Eastern Conference Finals. Before he even left the court, Shep. Like about him going somewhere else. Well, they better make a finals run in 2020 or, or Giannis is already going to go. And everybody loves Giannis and Tedekumpo. And now I see more and more, it, it's about the glorification of the player. Fans follow players. They don't follow teams as much. And when Michael in Detroit brings it up, I think that's a fear with a lot of people who are regular, everyday NBA fans. People are fans of their team. They want to be fans of their teams. It, it, it's still, as much as it's as, as fantasy sports have changed, as much as any sort of of other daily fantasy gambling, any of that stuff, as much as that stuff has changed it, there are people who say, I'm from Detroit, I'm a Pistons fan, I want to be a Pistons fan. Give me something to root for as a Pistons fan. I don't want to follow a player over and over again. You got guys who are 33 years old with money in their pocket. They don't want to follow grown men like that. They don't want to sit if you're young and your play, your favorite player is getting a little older, that's one thing. Like when 22-year-olds call me up and they start yelling about LeBron James and how much they love LeBron. Hey, I understand that. LeBron's 35. He was playing when you were a little little child. I understand that. A 35-year-old man with two kids, a wife, he lives in suburban Detroit. Wants to go see the Pistons play where at Little Caesars Arena? Wants to go see the Pistons play? you got to give that guy a reason to go see him. His kids will want to go see other players, but you're not creating repeat business with that. If the Pistons just suck 
and you have a guy, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo coming in three or four times a year, think three times a year, that's not going to create a lot of repeat business. They'll go see him once. You got to give them what they want every single time because the guys who are spending the money, you don't want to sit there and fawn over a guy who's younger than you. It's weird. Dads don't want to do that. They're the ones paying the freight. The kid might want to go see a couple of ones, but it becomes easier if that guy, or I'll use Milwaukee as the example, if the MVP caliber player is playing for Milwaukee and is still in Milwaukee and they're building a team around that guy in Milwaukee. Then we take our disposable income. We go over to the arena. We see the Bucks play three, four, five times a year compared to one time a year when some guy's parachuting in on a road game. That's still the thing that I think the NBA misses in a lot of ways. Yeah, we'll spend money on shoes. We'll spend money on social media. We'll spend money on jerseys and all the other things that make these guys money. That's without a doubt 100% true. But there is a fan that you need to protect. And if Kawhi Leonard does end up going, and I'll bring this up coming up at 11, if Kawhi Leonard does end up going, that's just one more little nail in that coffin. And it's either where I got to catch up with the times or the rest of America has to catch up with the times or the NBA has to change its structure the way it goes. Because players, if left to their own devices, I could sit there and try to guilt trip you as much as you want. You're going to make the same decision that you want to make because it's on your personal happiness. It's because of your life. It's because of your lifestyle. And honestly, what am I supposed to say to you when I know that I would do the same thing? But I'm a fan. I don't want a guilt trip. I want a team that I can root for. 855-2124-CBS. 11-20. Listen, this is how I know that Twitter's not real. And it's because of what happened the other night with Kevin Durant. Up next, Kawhi, you can't leave a winner. Even LeBron didn't do that. It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 